Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. All right, well, welcome everybody to this show, live stream, conversation about coping. <laughs> now, I realize this is, uh, well, this is whatever. I realize this has whatever relevance it has to you. I also realized that this conversation might seem irrelevant to a lot of people, and either way, it's okay. This has come up so many times in the last three to four weeks in my memberships and in the calls that I've been facilitating and in my own life that it just seemed time for a deeper conversation. And so up front, I'm going to tell you that you're invited to a three-part telecall that starts on Thursday in real time. And if you're watching this in the future, it's in the shop. Just so you know, there's already more. Um, thank you so much to those of you that post, take the time and actually post questions. I'm so grateful because it helps form what I'm going to talk to you about. And what I'm doing with these live streams that are now occurring first in the Infinite Being School, hi guys, is I am actually taking about an hour before the the call, the show, the whatever, to to kind of form my presentation a little bit more because I really am interested in giving you guys clear, succinct, actionable information, um, and not just necessarily an ADD romp, although it always ends up being that anyway. So, thank you by the way, and continue to do that, please, because it really shows me where you're at and what I can speak to that's relevant to you. With all of that said, let me read you a quote from Gary Douglas from the reference materials. Gary's the founder of Access Consciousness, by the way, and a continual source of inf information for me. Thank you, Claire, I appreciate that so much. He goes, you wonder why you feel stressed? You're always trying to predetermine what's going to turn out bad so that you can cope with it, handle it, take care of it, and take care of others. You wanna know why you're stressed? You're always trying to predetermine, not even figure out, like predetermine what's going to turn out bad so that you can cope with it, handle it, take care of it, and take care of others. Now, I've been, as I do with things that are really up for me, I've been diving deep into the reference materials to find things. and. That really stuck out to me because that's exactly it's exactly what occurs. But the thing with coping is that once you, is that it's so immediate. There's the thing that occurs and then the what you choose with what occurs and those things occur almost simultaneously. And to me, that's the really insidious thing about coping is most of the time you don't even know you're in it until you're in it. And you're in what I call, and I've termed the slide, right? Like you've got the thing that occurred and all of a sudden you're like in the slide and you don't even know what happened. And so that, that was a lot of why I wanted to make this into a bigger conversation. And I called the call ending the stress because there's so many different things that send us into, or that we use to, yeah, that send us into the slide that we then use to like, do all kinds of things. So, okay, where do I want to start with this? Here's here's the major points of this conversation, okay? Number one, coping is 100% a reaction to what you've predetermined will turn out bad. So 
with every single thing that you guys wrote in, I want you to look at like, where have you, have, have you already decided with the thing that you're avoiding or doing overwhelm about or panicking over or any of the other things fighting that something will turn out bad? I, I had a thing show up again today where I have predetermined that this thing is an indicator that things will turn out bad. And I can't, I haven't yet been able to fully change it, um, but I'm getting more awareness around that as well. So, but where it's coming from is I've decided that this thing means things will turn out bad, period. So I'm trying to pre-handle, -co pre pre-cope with the inevitability of things turning out bad. So how much have you decided that whatever it is you're coping with right now will turn out bad, a little bit or a megaton? And everything that is tied to Godzilla and we destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. And that's the clearing statement. You can go to theclearingstatement.com if you want to get more info on that. If you don't go to the predetermination or the inevitability that things will turn out bad, there's nothing to cope with. There's literally just information there. Let's take the current uh, real-time situation of Russia and Ukraine, right? If we don't predetermine anything about that situation, we don't predetermine on either side, either direction, we just be with what is, then we're with a lot of information. And, and the part B to this, what I just got today, is that that information is very intense. If we don't go to any conclusions about the information, the information is intense. And in this little section where I quoted Gary Douglas, he also says this, some of you grew up in families where you learned how to handle the intensity of things in a thousand different ways. So look at how you grew up. Like, what was the intensity that you learned to cope with? For some of you, the intensities were multiple. But one of the things <laughs> is the intensity of one of the things. The thing is the intensity of awareness. And what you were aware of was broad. Let's take my family, for example. The intensity of awareness. I have an intensity of awareness, first of all. So that's one of the first things to get about you. You have an intensity of awareness. Number two, the family you chose to grow up in were intense in the way that they were intense. For example, in my family, my family did an intensity of judgment that was both overt and covert. My family did a lot of anger, rage, fury, and hate. My family also did a lot of very overt celebration. Uh, my family also did a bunch of very covert judgment of themselves. But it really doesn't matter what the intensity was in your family. If you learned how to cope, what you were coping with was the intensity. So if we take a real life, I'm going to put real life in your quotes there, but if we take a real life situation like Russia and Ukraine and you look at what is with that, how much information do you get simultaneously? It's like, can't even delineate when I tap into that situation. It's just like this barrage of information about all kinds of things all at the same time. Every time you have a situation occur or you are looking to handle something or looking to not handle something, what you are avoiding or coping with is the intensity of the information, the intensity of what is. And there's so many reasons we do that, but the primary thing that I'm getting is like, we weren't taught anything else. 
I didn't come into my family, for example, and have a, a manual. So I didn't have a manual strapped to my ass. And I would definitely wasn't taught that, hey, you're going to be receiving a lot of awareness. And a lot of this awareness is going to seem really crazy. It's because it is. And, you know, that's okay. You're not crazy. You're aware of crazy, but you're not going to really know the difference between the two. But you got to get that you're probably going to feel crazy because you're aware of a lot of crazy things. So don't worry. You don't have to cope. You can just get that there's just a lot of crazy people around you. I never had that conversation, right? So, so apply that to your life and look at where you learned how to cope with the intensity. The in energy is intense. It doesn't matter what the energy is. Happiness is intense. Presence is intense. You are intense. Judgment is intense. Anger is intense, fury is intense, jealousy, sex, all the distractor implants where there's 24 of them, they're intense. So we, 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 we coped rather than being shown how to be an aware person, how to be an infinite being with infinite awareness, we coped, okay? I think that's really important for you to get. Okay, let's make your point number one. Number two is the thing that you are coping with is never yours. Now, what I'm noticing about me coping with things is that when I go into coping, I've galumped a bunch of things together. So that's what a galump is. A galump is a big galump of a lot of different things. Um, let me give you a weird example of a galump. A, an example of a galump is sex. Sex is actually a galump in this reality. Sex is actually six different elements that we could lump into one thing that we call sex, which is why none of us ever know what we're talking about when we say sex. Sex, sex is walking tall, strutting your stuff, knowing you own the world. Sexuality is the judgment of sex. Sexualness is that nurturing, caring, healing energy that like a tree is. Orgasm is the creative and generative energy for life. Um, what are the other ones? Sex, sexuality, sexualness, orgasm. And there's two more that I can't remember right now. Anyway, so sex is a galump. So let's say, um, so <laughs> why is that important? So for some major point number two is what you're dealing with isn't yours. And number three is that you're very likely dealing with a galump of information. So I, today I was unraveling where I went into coping and I had 18 different things go lumped together. The primary thing holding it in place was that it was wrong. And then all of this other stuff was like galumped to it was wrong. So I had to go in and pull it apart, which I want to kind of show you how to do if we have time today. And if not, I'll show you on the call. Okay. So number three is major point, which is probably number four, is you learned to react. You learn to cope rather than jump to so we jump to reaction and coping rather than jumping to question. And one of the questions that Gary suggests is, what can I be that would change this? How many of you guys ever jump to the question of like, what can I be that would change this? <laughs> no, I jumped to coping, feeling powerless. Like I can't, like things are caving in on me. Like I need to dive into the bomb shelter of my life. I cut people off. I go into separation, man. It's so instantaneous. I don't jump to what can I be here that would change this? So when you look at your life and you look at where you've learned how to do that, you might recognize that there's a lot of different places that you've learned how to cope. 
Now I've changed a lot of those places. I've stopped coping with money. I've stopped coping with a lot of different things. There's like one or two areas now where I'm still doing it, but we all have different spectrums of this thing, right? So you've learned to react rather than jump to a question. So the unspoken point in that major point is that if that's what you've learned, you're gonna have to learn something else. Also worth noting, because this is not gonna be an overnight change, this will be something that you can start to pock and pod elements of, but you're also gonna to have to teach yourself a different way to be with things, okay? Number four major point is presence and question and choice are the pathways to change. Presence, question, and choice are the pathways to changing this. It's not mysterious, but major point number five is worth mentioning as well, which is that you will have to get stronger, get uncomfortable, and get to work, okay? Um, today, as I was sitting with the thing I'm, I'm handling right now or looking at for myself, I'm recognizing where I haven't recognized the need for me to get stronger. And what's interesting about this particular thing is that I have to get stronger in a way that requires me to be more of me. I don't know why that's shocking. I'm really, it's really easy for me to get stronger in like, um, I don't know, turn around and facing my finances, right? For example, something where there's doing. This is going to require me to actually enjoy my body more and be more of me, which up to this point, I've been unwilling to choose. And that's something else you're going to discover as you're facing these different scenarios that there's very likely an unwillingness to be something. So the antidote to discovering an unwillingness is, what would it take to be willing? Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, keys to unravel coping. Okay, I wanna give you actionable stuff that you can start to use now. Now, the first key is recognizing that you may have created a backlog. Now, this is relevant to everything. What I'm recognizing, for example, in this particular thing I'm looking at, it's, it's a reaction that I've been doing to a series of events outside of me, but it's related to the fact that I've never really fully gotten present with me and my body and really looked at being something greater here. So I'm dealing with a backlog of 47 years of handling this particular energy in this way. So you may have created a backlog. This is important to acknowledge because, you know, backlogs, I mean, you can create these with like entity awareness. If you have a capacity with entities and you haven't handled it or worked with it, you have a backlog of entity activity wait, awaiting you. So that can occur with entity awareness. It can occur with people awareness. So if you've been avoiding or suppressing or going into some kind of shutting out of the way people function, you can have a backlog meaning that as you start to face this, there's like awareness happening everywhere. And that's worth noting. You can create this with relationship awareness, points of view around a topic, a physical mess, a financial mess, your body, and I'm sure a bunch of things that I didn't mention. So the reason I think that's like one of the key things to getting about unraveling coping is that I think it's important to acknowledge what is. And if you don't acknowledge that you've created a backlog, it's easy to stay in the coping. For example, like I've used this example a lot lately, but the example of like finally turning around and facing my back taxes, <sighs> handling the back taxes was not just about the back taxes. It was like the learning curve I had to go on to learn 
I needed to learn stuff about bookkeeping and accounting. I needed to learn stuff about four different countries. I needed to learn um, about my own personal situation. Like there's a lot of learning. There was a lot of uh, getting caught up. There was a lot of like uh, more learning as I was getting caught up. There was, there's just, there was a lot. And that's what I was coping with rather than turning around and facing. So when I turned around and faced it, I recognized the workload in front of me and for me got that I was going to need to like take a month off and really handle this. Now that's not pragmatic for everything and everybody, but if you don't acknowledge you have a backlog, you're going to create unrealistic projections and expectations of yourself in beginning to handle it. So acknowledging that you've got a backlog is really valuable because it allows you to be more kind to you. Okay. That's, so that's one of the keys. So look at your thing. And go, do I have a backlog of awareness here? Do I have a backlog of project here? Yes or no? If you get yes, just go, okay, cool. Where can I start? All right. Keys to unravel coping number two. You could be dealing with a reaction to the intensity you become aware of that you've been doing for a very long time that probably isn't yours. And I sort of already talked about this, meaning um, you've never really sat with it. You've never really looked at it. And you've never chosen beyond so again, with that, like, here's where you're going to have to get stronger and get to work. It's like, look, we're going to have to learn something new here. We've been doing this coping thing here for a really long time. Um, so every time this comes up, we're going to be doing some different work. Ready, self? <laughs> okay. Um, here's, a, here's something that, that is important to say again, and that is that presence is the key to something different. So... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you like how I did this with myself today. Um, this particular reaction, I keep doing this particular reaction about this particular thing. I know I'm not going to get specific, but so I was sitting with it today and knowing I had this live stream coming up, I was looking at the fact that I was coping. And so here's the process that I took myself through. I got out um, a piece of paper. I was typing, actually. I got up out of paper, and I sat with myself and pulled up the energy of the situation and asked myself some very different questions. Here was the first question I asked myself. What am I making true here? Now, this is your coping unraveling exercise, okay? And I would say this is a journaling exercise, and yes, it might seem slow, but for some of these things that you've just been doing repeatedly or you haven't been handling slowing yourself down and getting present with all the parts and pieces is actually going to be your pathway to change because what's happening in your reaction is the galump like I talked about so it's all galumped together so what you're doing with this exercise is you're pulling apart the galump and really looking at it for its parts and pieces to see if any of it is true once you stumble onto the piece that you finally ask yourself a question about and it lightens the whole situation You've gotten to the thing, to the lie that was sticking you. And once you get to that lie and it goes, the whole energy of the situation changes. So it'll take you as long as it takes to get to that point. But here's where you can start. Pull up the energy of the situation. I'm going to put this in front of me so I can read it too. It's not long. There's three parts to the unraveling exercise, okay? What am I making true here? Now, 
The key to this exercise working is that you have to be fucking brutally honest. And that's one of the keys to unraveling coping is you've got to just be brutally honest. So here's what I did. I looked, I said, what am I making true here? And I started a bullet list. I'm like, I'm making this true. This is true. And this is true. And this is true. And this is true. And I let myself be as insane as I absolutely was being. Just be insane. That's the time to be insane. Okay. That's not the time to like write down conscious answers or try to get it right or defend yourself. Right now is the time for us to be brutally honest and go, what am I making true here? Or you could ask it like, what is true here? Because when you are coping, you're in a reaction. So there's things that are right and things that are wrong. And what's wrong and predetermined to turn out badly has occurred from your point of view. So you need to sit with yourself right where you're at, because from your point of view, things are bad. So you need to go, okay, what is true here? Really, it's what am I making true here? But if that'll help you to go, what is true here? Do that bullet list, bullet list, bullet list, bullet list, bullet list. Okay, go back up and ask each thing, is that true? Now, again, you're going to have to be willing to really be brutally honest with yourself because I'm not saying like doubt whether or not that's true. I'm saying, okay, you wrote that down as if it's true. From your point of view, which is just interesting, but not for you in this moment, it is true. So go back and ask it. Are you true? Yes or no. The next thing, are you true? Yes or no. You might find that none of those things that you are adamantly holding onto as true are actually true. And then you can go, well, everything that I've done to make this true, all of these things true, right? Wrong, good, bad, pot, buck, all night, true, it's poison, beyonds, okay? Part number two is like, the part number two that I asked myself here is, is there something here that's inevitable? Because as I was taking myself through the exercise, I'm like, this is true, and this is true, and this is true. And what I could tell is that behind all of those things that I was making true was this certainty that this terrible outcome was inevitable. So I had to ask myself that consciously. Is there something here that's inevitable? Yes or no? Yes. What is it? And then I wrote down what I had decided was inevitable. Now, the thing about decisions is they're never true. They're just what you've decided. And if you, even if it's heavy, it's not true, right? All this shit was heavy, but I couldn't get through just by pock and potting the coping. I had to go in and like pull apart the galop. So I'm like, okay, so there's something here that's inevitable. Write it down. What else did I do? And ask it, is that true? That that's inevitable? And that's when I discovered, okay, no, that's not true. Okay, cool. Part number three was the part where I got access to freedom. The question I started with is, what am I trying to cope with here? Now, again, with the bullet list, this is very helpful. I'm trying to cope with this piece and that piece and this piece and that piece. And then I asked a very advanced question that I see, I think I only know to ask just because I facilitate so much, but as I was writing these things down, the, the last question that came that actually opened things up for me is, okay, I'm trying to cope with all these things. Is there anything that I am unwilling to be here? Because one of the things I started to notice with everything that I was writing down is that I don't really have a point of view. About, I, as Crystal, Infinite Being Crystal, don't have a point of view about any of these things that I'm doing so much charge about. I'm doing so much reaction about these things. 
But like in a natural me being me situation, like I wouldn't do this much charge. So another question you can add to this coping unraveling exercise is like, who am I being? Am I being me or am I being someone else? Now, that was helpful for a minute because I got that I was being my mom, but it didn't get me to the thing that really unraveled it for me. So that's why you throw all these tools at it because one of them is going to be the unlocker, right? So I got in being my mom and I was like, okay, but this is all the things I'm trying to cope with. Me is naturally me probably wouldn't do, I wouldn't have a point of view about this. I wouldn't be going into mountains of charge about it. But in this scenario with this person, I've decided that these factors are predetermination of terrible, awful, mean, vicious. Okay, cool. Is there anything that I'm unwilling to be? And that's when I got my yes. Now, I didn't get total clarity on what I am unwilling to be. I got a sense of it. But the thing is that when you get to the thing that's really sticking you, that's been covered over by all these other things you think are wrong, bad, inevitable destruction, right? All these judgments on top of it. When you get to the thing that goes, that's, you don't even need to look any farther. You can just, because it will change the energy of the situation. You won't be stuck anymore. And so a lot of what's probably required for us with coping is to catch ourselves like right after we do it. I mean, the target would be like never cope. And so when we, when you come on the calls, we're going to run a lot of clearings that are going to clear out a lot of where you're coping. Um, we're going to, you know, probably the first call and a half is going to be dedicated to just clearing, like clearing out so many different things. I have so many different things that we can use to just give us some more space with this. And because this is learned, it's still going to require a lot of presence. Ah, okay. So how much coping have you been choosing to avoid the presence with in being? How much coping have you been using to avoid the presence with in being you could be choosing? And everything that is times a gazillion, we destroy and create it all. Right? We're on good bat, pop, buckle, and shorts, boys and girls. Um, so. Coping shows up in all these different ways. Where I notice I'm coping is where I'm doing any kind of struggle. And that little process that I just gave you, which isn't little at all. It's like pulling it apart, pulling apart the golem. It just can be used in all these different situations. You guys brought up so many different situations and that's where I got this, this content from. Um, but like questions, situations you could use this with, I wrote down some ideas is like, one of you said, I stop me before I get started. Okay. That's a situation. Let's call that a situation, a creation. Okay. What am I making true here? Okay, that's where you want to sit down and go, I stop me before I get started. Okay, sit down and write down bullet points of what am I making true here? Um, making true that I can't do this, that I don't know how, that it's inevitable that this will fail, or it's inevitable that this will succeed, which is worse. Um, again, bullet, 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 bullet. Is there something I've decided is inevitable? I sort of included that in bullet number one. Um, and then what am I trying to cope with here by stopping? This, 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 and this. Okay, is there anything I'm unwilling to be? Take yourself through that process with that thing, okay? Um, I go into judgment of me um, when I do this thing that that's being pathetic and small and weak. 
okay, well, what am I making true here? Well, that when I do this, I'm pathetic, that when I do this, I'm weak, that when I do this, I'm small. Is any of that true? Okay, is there anything I've made inevitable here? May or may not get anything on that one. Um, is there, what am I trying to cope with here? By making myself pathetic, small, and weak, what am I trying to cope with here? You've got to look at that because these energies that we go into that take us out of being present, so overwhelm, stress, anxiety, panic, overthinking, figuring things out, um, Jesus Christ, how many others? Confusion, fighting, stonewalling, um, all of these are a response, are, are, we're trying to cope with what we're aware of. And then we go into all kinds of judgment about it, which is where these responses come in. So, I mean, the judgments are multiple, like, this is wrong being one of them, but like, you know, so you, so you have to look at what you are trying to cope with by choosing pathetic, weak, and small, for example, because that's a heavy, is that light or heavy? If it's heavy, then it ain't true, but it's something you're doing in response to awareness. So this is the thing I'm starting to get. It's like, if we didn't have to shut off our awareness of the intensity of something, what could we like bloom into? Like what intensity have we been unwilling to be? And if we were willing to be it, would give us access to the choices we really have that go beyond coping with these. And everything that doesn't allow it times gazillion, can we destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong about Papa Kalmantra, it's poison gas. So listen, you want more, join the call. Um, <laughs> but honestly, you can change your life with this. Uh, I would really encourage you to go back and take notes on this. I would encourage you to pull up, you know, use, like, write this down. Put it beside your wherever you are most of the time. And when you go into that slide, when you're in the slide, that's the time to go sit down with your list, take yourself away, and take yourself through this exercise and start to look at it. Our lives get greater to the degree that we're willing to be present with what is. How much have you withdrawn yourself from what is because you've already decided you can't handle it? Is any of that true? And what would it be like to be willing to be as great as you are, as present as you are, as what would it take to get stronger and be what you came here to be? Motherfucker, what would it take to be willing to be happy? I'm in for the ride. I adore you guys so much. Thanks for being live. Um, and I will see you next week or I will see you on the call. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of Access Consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.